This is GSAP Conversations from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dina Malandraus. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Luisa Furia, a second-year MARC student at Columbia GSAP. I'm speaking with Gaetano Pesci, artist and multidisciplinary creator, in advance of his lecture at the school on October 15, 2018. Originally from Italy, Gaetano Pesci has been working in New York since 1980. Thank you for speaking with me today. So you studied architecture, yes. but you've worked in almost every creative discipline. Can you talk about the importance of being multidisciplinary? How do you choose the specific media to express certain ideas? So uh, first of all, it's nice to say that something that everybody knows, we are in a time of communication and so this communication bring our knowledge to be curious in different fields. And so when someone study architecture, it's good if he has also information about other fields, because that can give him the capacity to do better architecture if it's possible. But also maybe expressing good ideas in other fields. And that is happened to me. Uh, since the school. Um, also, it's good to remember or to remind that I come from Italy, where we had the Renaissance, and Renaissance was 200 years of people who were, and more, 300 years of people expressing in different fields, and, uh, and not in the uh, minor way in certain so with the measure one and the rest, uh, no, they were expressing at the very high level. Uh, so with that kind of knowledge, because we studied that, uh, it was easy to decide that there, there is no barrier in the expression. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it seems, you know, the question is really what's most important. And your work always poses a question and is always a sort of provocation. I'm wondering what questions you think then are most important for, you know, artists of my generation to try to engage with today? Because we're living in a very curious time, I would say, especially in this country. Any time is very interesting and is very complex. Our time apparently is more complex than others or more chaotic than others. But I think slowly we we will come up with a certain order and jumping in another period where we have the impression that is more complex and chaotic than the, the one we are living today. And this is the history. So I am not really, uh, uh, there was a great uh, Russian Dostoevsky. He was saying in a, in a book, a beautiful statement, from confusion come light. And so we need confusion, because confusion is a provocation to make order. As soon as the order arrives, then we are bored, and we look for confusion again. I want to talk a little bit about one of your most provocative works, The Up Chair, which was conceived almost 50 years ago now. No, it's, uh, yeah, in few months it's 50 yeah. years. So that is a tribute uh, I did in a, the first political object of the industrial design in Italy, and I believe it's the, the first one in the world, because the designers are very 
far from expressing politically, and it's too bad for them. But anyway, uh, that is a, a chair talking about women. Uh, women are victim. Not 50 years ago, maybe 50 years ago, less than today. Because today, uh, the paper, the television, we talk uh, every day about a, a lover that is killing the, the, the companion, the, the other is jealous, and so he put the acid on the face. Or the, so there are horrible things in there. Uh, I did that uh, because I, I am convinced that women are suffering. We never talk about half of the population of the world that is suffering. And this is not a minority. This is half of the population, so like a billion of people. And uh, really, that ball is really a, a fantastic symbol of the situation of women, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, I'm wondering then how, you know, the feminine mentality then how is it going to enter more prominently into architecture? I mean, we're here at an architecture school, but architecture is so much slower changing, I guess, than all of the other design fields. What we do in architecture is very stupid, very superficial. It's not architecture. Mm -hmm. Then I, do, I will talk about that later. It's not architecture. It's a decoration, urban decoration. And it's very masculine, and, and for that reason, it's very stupid. And uh, the men in the old time, they were able to be generous. You have men of political people, very good in mind, etc. In the past, I don't know. Uh, builders, scientists. Well, but today, men are, in general, I will say, sure, there are little exceptions, but in general, we say they are tired because they, all the energy they spend. And so being tired, they look only for power. And that is very bad. Look what happened in reality. In all the country, the prime minister in Japan is robbing money. In, uh, in uh, South Arabia, they kill a journalist. You know, they, uh, in Russia, they, they kill a women journalist. Uh, everywhere there are problems, look. And so I believe that the day that the women conquire the, the public position to be governing the world, that will be fantastic. Mm -hmm. fantastic. And what about, like, I mean, I think part of the, you know, the sort of masculine rigidity that you're talking about is evident in, you know, the way that architecture maybe just isn't changing at all. I mean, there's so much new media and new image exchange, and yet, Everything we do in architecture is still this sort of, you know, geometric abstraction. Yeah, but that is the problem. The school, we are in a school. Look, I, I know schools because I go around, I, I was going around to, to make lectures, so I know school. I was teaching at the Cooper Union here or um, in, in a school, in public school, architectural school in France, in Milan, in a design school. Teachers are very bad. Very bad. They teach how to use the computer to make a nice shape, but that is not teaching. Uh, 
uh, when I was teaching, at the t I was telling to my students, you have to do a, a project of Justice Palace in Russia at the time of Stalin. So you have, to, you have two choices. Or you like Stalin or you are against. Mm -hmm. If you are against, I want to see the project. How an architecture can be negative? Mm. Or at the end, he was a, a president of Chile, a Pinochet killed him. Pinochet was a general, very bad guy, very stupid, by the way. And so I was saying, if you do a, a, a justice palace for Pinochet, how you react to that? So it was a way to tell to students, now you have to express yourself, mm -hmm. not through decoration, not through uh, fashion. You have to say what you think personally. And the, your architecture has to be a, a, a language of yourself. Okay, so that is the story. Uh, design is a very complex new language. And if you use it in the right way, it becomes an art. Mm. Like architecture, by the way. I am curious about, because your work is so material, I'm curious, you know, connecting to this idea of, you know, the radicality and practicality of a lot of the things you design, how important then is the manufacturing, the production? I mean, are you really close to your manufacturers? Are all your manufacturers Italian? Mm, I go in Italy because the manufacturer in Italy, they enjoy the future. And so it's always a challenge for them. And they like in innovation. In the United States, no. In England, no. In France, no. In Germany, I don't believe. So where you go? I mean, so Italy is a place where you have industrialists that they are very creative. And so me, I, when I have an idea, I call the company that I believe is interested in what I do. That is uh, the way. It's rare because, uh, uh, first of all, I believe that to do a good design, you need a good client, mm -hmm. like architecture. If you want to do an innovation in architecture, you need an incredible client, a very good one, very intelligent. If he's a, a nouveau riche, they don't, they don't look for architecture. They look for fancy something. So that is the story. But now you've lived here in New York for 40 years. I live in New York because it's the capital of the 20th century and maybe the 21st. Hopefully. <laughs> You're so faithful. Hopefully. But I think they say... Shanghai, mm, no, it's very boring. Shanghai is a new worish. Yeah, but at the same time, you still do seem very much like an Italian creator. And I'm wondering if, you know, can you say that design scenes, you know, still exist within a, you know, national border? Because it seems a little bit like globalization might be destroying a certain, you know, design specificity in terms of, you know, location and identity. That I cannot express. I don't know what happened in design in the future. What capital design will have in the future that I have no idea. Italy is uh, a good place for, for industrial design. Uh, I don't know if I, if I look what they do, young designers, I am a little pessimistic. Mm. Usually I am not, 
but uh, you see that they repeat, they repeat always the same things. Sure, there are sometimes very interesting objects that come. So let's say, if there is a future for design, I hope it's Italy. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm designing in a time at least where there's not even really a common you know, moment for me to, you know, recognize myself and other people's work and vice versa. You know, I'm not really living in a time of, of, an, of an ism, you know, or of a certain specific movement. And I think, you know, I feel a little bit untethered sort of by that. And I wonder why that is, if that is because of globalization, that, you know, everybody's getting so much information and such different information that we all can't really, you know, have a collective thought. It's just all spread out everywhere difficult to answer to this. Now, I, while I was talking, I was thinking in Brazil. There was a moment where in Brazil there was a certain movement mm -hmm. in the 50s, in the 60s. Then there was Niemeyer, there was Costa, there were a certain number of good architects. But uh, designer, so-and-so. There are the two brothers who were interesting two or three years ago. Now I don't know what they do. They disappear a little bit. What's the name? The Campana Brothers? Campana. History is this. Something happened here, and then if this happened, it's strong, then it goes down like a pyramid, influencing mm -hmm. different people. It's possible that, uh, uh, the I, I say the stupid things, but imagine the lecture tonight. We say something fantastic, and there is a young man who, or a woman, possibly, a woman, I believe, he start to think in a very innovative way. And he start to realize that her ideas, New York become the beginning of a new period. You know, that is how things happen. Uh, for me, you spoke about uh, uh, material. Uh, I was always interested in material. There is no one creator that I know that he was not interested in material. Material is the physical part of your ideas. Mm -hmm. And so me, I, when I finished the school, I understood that I was doing a school not interesting, especially for materials. And so I, I asked the chemical company to allow me to visit what they were doing, and I discovered incredible materials. Mm -hmm. That was... Uh, the idea that gave me the possibility to be the first one to use certain mm -hmm. materials. Yeah. Are you ever going to use the digital material? Certain ideas I cannot represent with my drawings. Yeah. And so I have to go to computer. I, I mean, I would say that many young designers, I think, would very easily recognize your work or at least recognize its influence elsewhere, but wouldn't necessarily know it to be Gaetano Pesci, and I think that's because you've never really super branded yourself, and I'm wondering why that is, because you seem to have completely freed yourself from your own image. Look, I remember to my students, I was always saying, you are not supposed to do what I do, because it's not an, anymore the time of fo the followers. The followers uh, is, is wrong. Uh, I remember one teacher in a school of architecture in France who had a, a, a studio 
in the title was A la manière de. Uh, I don't know how to say that in English. It's so stupid. Uh, a la façon de. Comment on dit? So like I saying, make your project like if you was a Le Corbusier. Mm -hmm. I know it's wrong, totally wrong. You have to say, make the project your way. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, I don't think it's, if they want to do, first of all, I don't wish they do what I did because it's very difficult and uh, I enjoy my work, but it's difficult, it's heavy, it's expensive. I don't have money because I spend a lot of money in what I do, and uh, I threw out because I am not satisfied, so I, I never have money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if they like difficulties, yes, they can choose my way, but not in, the, in, in my language, let's say. They have to have their own language. Well, and even your way has changed hundreds of times. Oh, uh, you touch oh, something <laughs> that I like very much to express that. Look, I like to be irrecognizable. And I like to surprise myself and making think that uh, material helped me to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I finished an exhibition, a huge exhibition in a city in Italy, just finished. And there was a piece that when I was going around at the opening, preparing the show, I was looking to this piece and I said, strange that I made something like this, <laughs> and I was very surprised. But then it was good, because if you don't say that that exhibition was done by Gaetano Pesce, maybe people thought that there were different personalities. Mm -hmm. And we have different personalities. Question is to express them. Thank you for giving us all the uh, freedom to be a little bit more contradictory than, and ultimately than more of our time. Brazil, it was very nice to talk to you. Thank you, you too. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.